Welcome to Game Dev Stories, an interview show about the development histories of your favorite video games. On the show, we interview industry veterans and indie designers to find out about the games they made and the people who made them. Uh, today, Michael Long of Foolish Mortals joins the show. Um, you guys developed Kaiju Wars, one of my uh, favorite games of last year, uh, from last year's PAX and in general. So uh, I'm grateful you joined the show. Thank you, Michael. Oh, well, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about your background first. What brought you into video games? I've always had a, a long interest in gaming in general. My brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me, so they had all the old NES and Super Nintendo games. They also did a lot of role-playing games and made their own systems. So I've always had an interest in playing games. And then during university, I participated in a game jam. And that's mm -hmm. where you make a whole video game over 48 hours or one weekend. And that was just a really good experience. I happened to win the game jam. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, so then I started doing that in my spare time. Uh, I then went on to get a degree in computer science, a master's degree in computer science, and kept I kept making games in my spare time. Eventually, uh, a publisher did give me some money to work on games, and um, I've now been able to do it four years full-time running my own indie studio. So I'm very fortunate. Mm. So uh, you won your first uh, game jam. What was your what was the concept there? What was the game? Yeah, it was like two wireframe guys, um, neon guys, and they're punching each other kind of like in Super Smash Bros. And they ragdoll mm -hmm. and fly through blocks and stuff. So it's kind of a, a web-based Smash Bros. game. It was quite fun. So what's the story of Foolish Mortals? How did that studio come together? What were your steps there? Well, as I said, it started during um, university when I was doing computer science. Uh, I did game jams and then did the games course, and those were quite fun. And um, I just kept making games in my spare time until eventually uh, I got paid money to do it. And that's where I am today. Sure. I always go by the indie uh, rising boots at PAX. And uh, this was by by far like the one that stood out to me the most as like an advanced war guy and a kaiju person. We also do like a regular kaiju podcast on the website. So uh, mm -hmm. two of my main interests. Um, what were the influences to make kaiju wars? Sure. I've always liked the old Godzilla movies, the guys in rubber suits. Very fun mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, definitely Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 1978. That That's a good one. Um, but more specifically, there's an old NES game called Godzilla 2 War of the Monsters. Mm. And that one you actually do play as the human military fighting the big kaiju, got brand name Godzilla in that case. And that game was just kind of janky and terrible. But the idea was <laughs> super cool. Yeah. So me and my brother, uh, my brother also a big Godzilla fan, says, well, you know what? Let's do that, but let's make it good. Mm. And there it is. You know, I think uh, after that uh, PAX, after I talked to you, I went home and tried that uh, Godzilla 2 game. <laughs> yeah, I fired it up on like a, a portable emulator thing. And uh, I was just like, well, there's a concept here, right? Like there's something working. But uh, mm -hmm. how has that gone? How is Kaiju Wars going for you guys? Oh, uh, I mean, we released it. When when did it come out? Um, 2022. Mm -hmm. And now it's out on uh, it's out on PC on Steam. Xbox, Nintendo Switch, uh, PS4. So you can buy it anywhere. Um, sales are lower than I was hoping for, but oh well. Uh, I did get government money to make the game, so it's, it's all right. Mm. Um, so it doesn't feel like if it if it fails, that's a big consequence. Like there's government support there. Will there yep. be for your future games? Do you feel like? Oh, yes. Yep. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> so how's that work? You're, where are you based here? You're... I'm from Canada. 
Okay. Uh, so, and the government subsidizes a lot of the game development there. Um, how's that they process do. work? Uh, do they approach you if you're a game developer? Or do you just like apply to a grant or something? You apply to their grant, um, basically, and you have to do a big, long write-up, um, and then they grade you in some number of games each year they give funding for. Mm. So have all your games been funded by the government there, or uh, is it just uh, Kaiju Wars that you got the funding for? Um, most of them. I'm mm. pretty good at it. Uh, I Again, that's I did sure. a master's degree in computer science, so I'm actually yeah. very good at writing papers and theses, um, and that, that skill certainly helps. There's a lot of like love for the kaiju monsters, especially. It's not just like a Godzilla type. I mean, you kind of have your own creatures just by uh, the necessities of licensing, right? But um, but uh, what was, uh, I guess, how'd that design come together? Where, where did you start with for Kaiju Wars? Well, I mean, as you say, the big the big ones are Godzilla. Um, so we definitely wanted some of the archetypes of, okay, you know, we do want a water monster. We do want a flying monster, a digging monster. So we started those archetypes and then just kind of took some different animal traits and kind of tacked them onto those archetypes and got some unique ones. But they're definitely, you can tell there's what they're based off of. That's for sure. Sure. Uh, how about the Godzilla movies? What are your uh, What are your favorites there? If you had to pick a few of them. Yeah, as I said, I like the old ones. Um, yeah, it's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, 1974. That's that's my favorite. Uh, mm. The recent ones, Godzilla versus Kong, was very visually stunning. Uh, the story's a bit silly, but yeah, the fights look good. So sure. And uh, was like Advance Wars your like primary influence for like what the game would feel like, or or were there other games that you were thinking about too? Sure. Uh, the main inspirations were definitely Advanced Wars, where you build units from bases and move them around on a big grid, and you have a fairly large-ish army of relatively weak and disposable units. But then combine that with Into the Breach, where you see the moves of the enemy before they happen, and then mm. you have to position your units correctly to try to minimize damage. So a combination of both Advanced Wars and Into the Breach. Unhelpfully, they kept delaying their own Advance Wars game, right? So it came out much later due to the uh, yes, ongoing uh, conflict. That's right. Uh, it Advance Wars, and as did Kaiju Wars, actually. Um, yeah, it has the word "war" in it, yeah. and Nintendo won't let you appear on any marketing if your game has the word "war" in it because of the war in Ukraine. I'm really? Not joking. Okay, so any any game with war just couldn't that's appear. Right. Okay, so maybe that's why. Maybe it's not like an actual content problem for that. Oh no, 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 that that is why they delayed Advance Wars. So your was uh, Kaiju Wars like delayed just on Nintendo, or did you have to delay the whole run up? No, um, I no, we didn't delay the game, but okay, we were to. going to appear on a Nintendo Direct, and we mm -hmm. were direct. You know, they actually told us, "Sorry, your game, you you have the word war in your title. We oh, cannot no. put you in a Nintendo Direct." And I was oh. like, "What? <laughs> this? <laughs> okay, well." That would have All been right. so helpful too. It's just a uh, bad opportune time, right? And uh, yep, definitely. Are you working on anything new now? Um, do you have any upcoming games? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm working on a real time general. It's a World War II real time strategy game, uh, massively multiplayer mobile game, very different than what I was working on before. Up to a thousand other players um, play out all of D Day in real time over two wow. months using your phone, free to play. Uh, and we use reworld geography, so over thirty thousand square kilometers of France. Uh, it's very big. Yeah. What are the challenges in designing something that big with that much geography? 
uh, everything is, is a challenge. <laughs> um, being on mobile is quite the challenge. Um, yeah. There's more restrictions on hardware. Pushing updates is much harder. There's a lot more of different devices that people can be using to run the game. And then running a massively multiplayer game is a huge undertaking of making servers be stable. How do you push out updates? Uh, making sure the players all have the updates and don't break the server uh, when, you know, save states. And, and the game is also a server is meant to run for two months straight. That mm -hmm. is very different than any other game ever, basically, because if there are errors, okay, you run a match and, you know, maybe it'll take an hour at most and then the, the match closes. No, we have to run a match for two months. And so those <laughs> errors really pile up. How does that work? Is it, it's not like active time. Do you, are you like somehow involved in parts of it or uh, you say a match could take an hour, right? Uh, so, so in real time general, the matches actually are over two months in okay. real time and you pull out your phone, give some orders and it takes however long in real life it would take for your guys to execute those orders. So if you got to march somewhere and it's going to take five hours, well, check your phone again in five hours and your guys will have arrived. <laughs> Okay, you're doing like a simulation uh, type That's of right. real-time strategy. Very real-time. Very real-time. Real the realist of the time. Uh, why are you making that? That sounds like an insane thing to do. Like, it sounds very hard to make. Uh, well, I guess I'm crazy. Uh, my first game that actually made money was Radio General, which mm -hmm. was another World War II real-time strategy game. So this is a spiritual successor, and we're still sure. using some of that code. So it's taking okay. that, but scaling it up crazily. Was that one on uh, mobile too? No, uh, it's on okay. Steam. With what are the What are the differences developing for phone? Uh, well, as I said, there's a lot more different hardware configurations. People's phones are generally far less powerful. Uh, and so frame rate matters a lot more. Uh, download install size actually matters. Uh, for real-time general, we have over, I don't know, 5,000 voice lines and we can't actually include them all in the game. So we actually have to stream them in from the internet when we want to play voice acting because we cannot include those files in the install. So itself. the game must always have to be online, right? Like you probably can't yeah. access it without the internet. That's um, right. Th that seems like a lot of uh, things to plan for, uh, as you say, different uh, hardware configurations and, and yep. constant, uh, it might always be in development there for a while, huh? Uh, how long do you think are you projecting that to be? Well, in? you can play it right now on Android. Uh, okay. We'll see. Only on Android then? Right now, yes. Okay, yeah, you're working on iPhone and other versions? Uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, so after two months, does it, it just resets and you redo the war, or is it just like a... You got it, yeah. Okay. It redoes the same campaign, yeah. So uh, what's your plan after that? Is it just uh, you're going to work on this and then see where it goes and... I always, as always, you know, wait and see what happens. I do have some other prototypes that I'm uh, working on as well. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Is the game development community in Canada pretty tight? Do you guys have like relationships with uh, nearby developers or, or is it pretty like secluded since COVID times? Well, I'm, I'm from Saskatchewan, which is uh, a middle province, the flat part. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, there's basically almost no video game development in the province. It's basically like me and two other companies. Uh, okay so very remote not not no real community uh you, if you lived you, in sorry, ontario uh, or quebec and uh british columbia those have big gaming hubs so if you're there you're good if you're not there almost no no community i'm out of seattle so i'm a little disillusioned maybe with a 
maybe things are very connected here, but uh, was it challenging like uh, staffing your your studio or, or was it people you met through school? Yeah, uh, some of them are from school. Uh, others are just in the province. I do try to hire locally. And that is also if I get government grant money, it is a requirement that I have to hire Canadians or um, more specifically people from my province. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we do. And it can be a challenge to find qualified people. Absolutely. What is the steps when you guys begin to develop a game? Uh, did you prototype this? Uh, did you already uh, have an idea that you were going to work off uh, um, Radio General there? Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, you make a prototype and then do some design work and see if you like the idea. And then, you know, if you're applying to the government, you you have to do that six months before you even start. Hmm. Um, are you going to be able to show your game off or is it how far into development are you? It sounds like it's out on Android. Um, yeah, you can play it on Android right now. I'll send a link. Is it like a alpha state now or is it yeah. actual like release already? Yeah, it's alpha. Okay. Usually I would have more prep here, but I guess my entry point is Kaiju Wars and that's all right. Uh, I absolutely love that. So I definitely want to like bring you on the program and just talk about, um, Sure. Kind of the differences there, like you said, Into the Breach and Advanced Wars are, are two of my favorite things the last, you know, uh, 20 years. It's uh, And I played through that whole Advanced Wars game, the the remake, and I thought, well, at least uh, Kaiju Wars had a lot of fresh ideas and was trying new things because that game has stayed the same, you know. That's um, right. Yeah. They're too busy making Fire Emblem and it's too popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Intelligent Systems, such a great studio uh, with a lot of uh, influence in the industry, but uh, maybe Fire Emblem eclipsed a lot of the other things they do. Mm -hmm, um, definitely. Like Rhythm Heaven, one of my favorite series from Nintendo, uh, which is just such a minimal-like expression of, of music and games at once. Uh, how about you? What other games are you influenced by? Uh, Sure. Uh, I strategy games are my favorite, uh, so mm -hmm. I play a lot of them. Um, any any PC strategy game, uh, I play a lot. Uh, you know, Warcraft, Starcraft, uh, Company of Heroes, Steel Division. Uh, you know, whatever. Sure. I I grew up with like a Herzog's Y. Have you heard of that? On the I Genesis? do know that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of those. Uh, it was like developed around the studio that Technosoft. They did like all these. Uh, shoot em ups right and then it's kind of like a hybrid between those things and it was interesting to see the genre develop because it developed as a hybrid of of different ideas already so something like kaiju wars kind of fits naturally into that right mm -hmm, that's right yeah combining ideas uh different hybrids yeah definitely so there's a lot of different challenges in that game uh how would you like pitch it to like our audience that hasn't played it uh sure uh kaiju wars is a turn-based 2D strategy game where giant monsters come to destroy your city and you have to use your very weak military to slow them down. A uh, kind of a mishmash of advanced wars and into the breach. Hmm. And uh, is there anything you're playing right now? I am playing the Tactics Ogre remake on hmm. um, PC on Steam. Uh, it's quite good. It was always a strategy guy as well. Like I went through, you know, like my Red Alert 2 and Starcraft and Warcraft days and uh, I think Red Alert 2 might still be like my highlight of uh, how I connected oh, with people. I went and made the maps for all these games, you know, and, and got into the mod communities for them. Did you get involved with any of that? Yeah, uh, I made some Warcraft 2 and Starcraft and Warcraft 3 maps. Those, I guess that would be my first experience 
in game development, making mods. And that's a great way to get started. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. And they had like such great templates too, like at StarCraft Mapmaker, Warcraft Mapmaker were so like accessible that's uh, right. to learn like the mechanics of games and to start plotting out like events. Um, what did you build when you were when you were starting those? Uh, um, in Warcraft 2, just big battles, you just click play and then like big armies would fight. Um, okay. Later on in Warcraft 3, I actually did make like a, a six map campaign, mini campaign that was actually strung together cutscenes and story and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Warcraft 3 is pretty sweet. Is that why you think you got into game development? Oh, definitely partially. Uh, again, though, my brothers did a lot of, um, played a lot of games and especially a lot of role playing games. They'd make their own um, game systems instead of just using mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. So started from a young age thinking about that stuff. Absolutely. Um, well, is there anything you'd like to recommend to our audience or tell us about your studio? Um, no, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I think it's all right. Sure. So uh, we'll have them uh, go check out Radio General. And if you have Android, uh, what's the new game called? It's called Real Time General. Real Time General. That's right. Thank you so much, Michael. It's, it's great to have this chat with you. Well, good talking to you, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you.